Hey guys, what's going on? It's your girl Maya K, and we are back with the season finale of the Maya K Show. Thank you so much for joining me this entire uh, season two. We've had a lot of fun. And if I'm honest, this will probably be the entire finale. God has had me talking to a colleague of mine and we're, we prayed, we fasted. We really believe God is calling us to collaborate in the podcast world. And so I can't share any more details about that, but we have said yes to the assignment. And obviously I don't want to be pulled in all of these different ways and different directions. And I believe we can do more together. She is a sister in Christ. We've known each other for about 10 years. Uh, and God is really speaking through the vision of the podcast he gave us. So just stay tuned. The best thing to do is to subscribe to my newsletter. I will make sure the details and the link um, is there in the details and you'll be able to subscribe. And that way you can stay up to date on everything that's going on. But with that, this is definitely the last episode of the season, if nothing else. Thank you guys so much. Here we are, and today's episode is when to shelf a project. Before we get into it, I have a special exciting announcement, and I have found a home for Storms of Love. On Friday, May 27th, literally two years and a couple of months after God gave me a word, which was in March of 2020, that he had a book deal for me and that it wouldn't take as long as I thought or as long as I think. I signed a three book deal on Friday, May 27th. It is with a digital publisher and I'm excited about that. If there is one thing I could say for anyone who is pursuing the dream of writing full time is to not get caught up in how the big houses are the only way or getting an agent is the only way. Big blessings come in small packages and this is a small ebook publisher that I have been following excuse me, for about six years. I have signed with Beloved Publications and I'm excited about that because I am familiar with her company, her brand, her work ethic. She's an amazing woman of God. And yes, I was also able to stand my ground in reference to not writing sexual scenes or even posting, um, you know, books that house sexual scenes. And so with that being said, uh, we found other ways for me to be able to support my pen sisters. Uh, there's like 31 of us all together and be able to support them uh, without me having to compromise my values or morals. And so um, they're all great writers and I just appreciate that. So I'm excited about finding a home. I already got the cover. Uh, the second book in the series will be Battles of Love. I'm already working on that. I'm about almost 6,000 words into that. And so I'm, I'm just hype. It's really a great, great thing. And, and I'm, I'm amped. But that does lead into this episode of when to shelf a project. So about speaking of 2020, when I got the idea for the YA novel, I was just working on empty banks. I got it in 2020. I was working at, um, you know, a credit union. So I was an essential worker as we had a lot of downtime because the banks were closed. And I remember I started drafting this idea. And it kind of tri what triggered the idea was this episode, one of my favorite episodes of CSI New York, which is one of my all time favorite shows. Well, one of my all time favorite procedural dramas, um, like I'm currently watching it again, like binging it or whatever. And 
uh, it triggered, there was an episode that I love that triggered it. And so I started coming up with it and then I put the idea to the side. Uh, and as Storms of Love was circulating through, you know, the industry, as agents were reading it, publishers were reading it. I believe in like once you query a project, move on and keep writing because you don't want to overthink the project and keep checking in to see, you know, if they made a decision. So I start working on Empty Banks again. And that was earlier this year at the top of 2022. But then the guy gave me the God Girls Guide to College Life, which was number one in Amazon new releases uh, three times throughout the entire month of April. It was um, number one. And then he had me re-release my four books, from, four books from before. So between these five books, I didn't have time to really write. I had to re-edit a lot of the books, go back and read them. I had to prepare them, uh, do the covers and everything. So I didn't have time to really work on empty banks. So it's not like I was being stagnant. I just had other projects that God was, uh, you know, that were more pressing. So I go back to it. I find a critique partner and I am so excited about this website, critiquematch.com. If you do not know about it, I will put it in uh, the details. It is phenomenal. No, they do not pay me to advertise, but it is a phenomenal website for those people looking for critique partners that you would be able to swap chapters. And I mean, I found one so quickly. It was less than an hour after I signed up. So long and short, I'm plowing away. First week, uh, the first week I was working on Empty Banks, I had about 6,000 words that, that I was able to write. The second week, which was actually the week I found the critique partner, I was only able to write like 1,200. And that's not even a full chapter for me. So I felt like crazy. Uh, that was also the week where so the mass shootings had happened and sometimes we don't realize that when things like that happen even if we're not watching the news or absorbing the content all the time it can still subconsciously mentally affect you and you don't want to just plow through that you want to sit with God and work through your feelings so I believe it was the shooting in Buffalo that had taken place that kind of made me like really feel detached so then uh, I found my momentum again. Uh, and then, of course, the children, the the was, I think, 19 people total in Texas that were murdered that just ripped my heart out. But for some reason, I was still able to kind of pound away at the keys, but it just still wasn't flowing. However, I had uh, at this place when, you know, I'm recording this podcast is 28000 words down. So when the deal came, I literally had to pivot and I, I sent my critique partner email and I said at first I was like, maybe I can just continue to critique her stuff and she just doesn't have to critique mine because I'm not going to add anything to it. But then God was like, no, stop feeling like you always got to overextend yourself. You did her a great service. Y'all both got to um, I think we were able to do five chapters for one another. And God was like, move on, move on. So. This leads to, of course, uh, the, the couple of points I want to discuss with you and when to shelf a project. If I'm honest, I could not find my rhythm for a while with this project. And I think there were multiple things that came up that God was trying to use to reveal to me that this wasn't it. It wasn't just because things were crazy and, you know, there was nobody um Sometimes we might find ourselves struggling to write when we feel like our projects aren't even 
getting the attention they deserve, like our previous project. So we feel stuck on a new project when we're like, is it worth it to even write this? Nobody's been saying yes to my queries or whatever. So it, it wasn't any of that, but the Lord was trying to get my attention. And so I want to share several three points with you guys on how to know when to shelf a project. And if I'm honest, I think this is a great way to, excuse me, end the season because it'll give you an opportunity to go look at some of the things you're working on. And then you can go back and listen to the whole second season and apply that knowledge to your God assignment. But I'll never forget before the deal even came, I was sitting on my bed and I stood up and I remember hearing God say, storms of love is the assignment. And so I knew right away what to do. So the number one thing is if you know it's a good idea, but you aren't sure if it's a God idea, you want to go to God about the project you're working on. So I knew Empty Banks, that was the name of the young adult romance I was writing where I had the critique partner. I knew that it was a good idea, but it was not a God idea. Storms of love was given to me by God. Now, granted, I had written out the synopsis for Storms of Love. It wasn't called that at that time. It was called Yara and Zoe. And this was back in 2016 when I was with my New York publisher. And I had written out like this idea. But I put it to the side because he was just saying, well, Maya, we got to focus on the books that you have out like At first, I thought he was okay with me submitting new ideas, but he was like, we got to focus on the books that you have out. And I was like, cool. So I put it to the side. Well, God, when God called me to write Christian romance again in the summer of 2021, and he was downloading to me and speaking to me about my assignment as it pertains to the seven mountains of influence with my mountain being the mountain of celebration, When he had spoken to me about that, I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, well, God, I I know the same way I had prayed to you, God, and asked you to give me another God idea that was similar to the, uh, not similar, but yeah, that was similar to the Clover Chronicles. So the Clover Chronicles, unfortunately, the first book in the series uh, belongs to, well, the rights. We share the rights uh, with my first, with my New York publisher. And so I wanted God to give me another family idea. So when I say similar, I'm not talking about the same, but like a family idea. I love writing family sagas. So he had given me my TV show, my TV pilot, which is, you know, being read right now, circulating in Hollywood. He had given me that. And um, Grace's Daughters, that's the name of the uh, television show. And so I said, well, the same way you gave me another family saga, another family idea. I believe you can do the same thing with romance. You'll give me an idea. And so as it, as the fall approached, the fall of 2021, I went back and he was like, you already have some things. You've been writing ideas for years. And I found the synopsis and then literally God breathed on it. And when I looked up, I rewrote the whole thing, changed the name. He gave me the title, everything. And there we were. So I say that to say, like, he breathed on Storms of Love from the synopsis all the way to now with the even the cover. He was like, pick that cover, pick that cover, because uh, we, we use pre-made covers that nobody else has. But, you know, they're just um, my publisher, Love has a very unique brand and people know her by her covers. And so I was able to pick a cover uh, you know, before anybody else could grab this particular one. But I remember God saying, just pick this cover. So 
getting back to the point, empty banks was a good idea, but it wasn't a God idea. I never prayed about that idea when when I was writing it in the bank in 2020. I didn't go to God about it. I was just excited about it. Now, here's the thing. There was several times when I first started writing it this year where it dropped on my spirit early in the morning when I was praying. And so sometimes you could think God is like, are you confusing me? Because you had me thinking about this project while I was praying. You even kept bringing it up to me like you wanted me to finish it. But let me tell you what is unique about the way God works and why we can't box him in. Sometimes God is just using things to train your muscles. If I'm honest, my dialogue was strengthened because I wrote the book and God wastes nothing. He actually started talking to me a couple of weeks ago about turning it into a novella when the time is right. And so you cannot be afraid to say, God, is this a God idea? Is it, if it's not, then help me to release it to you. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying wait until you get a publishing deal or wait until, you know, something good happens before you decide to shelf a project that has nothing to do with that deal. You might need to take your stuff to God right now. But God made me realize that I did not waste my energy because I was so concerned. Like, did I waste my energy? Um by, you know, writing all of this. And I could have been working on Storms of Love too, especially because he had me outline Storms of Love too about two months ago. But God said something powerful. He said, I will give you supernatural energy to finish Storms of Love too. Don't worry because I'm not going to waste this. And being as though um, I'm a self-published author and I was self-published before signing the contract, I'm actually a hybrid author, which is an author who self-publishes and publishes either traditionally or with a publisher. So I don't believe I'm going to put anything out while I'm with her, but I do. I can, but I have permission to do so. Um, And it could be like I might put out a little novella in between, um, especially this is a Christmas story. Well, it's not a Christmas story. It takes place during Christmas. So I figure, hey, I can add 5,000, 6,000 more words to it, cut it down to a novella. And actually, you know, it, it by then I will have built up an audience. So that's number one. OK, if you know it's a good idea, but you aren't sure if it's a God idea, go to God about the project and do not be afraid of his answer. God wastes nothing. Number two. <clears throat> Do not confuse drive with passion. So if you don't have the passion, but you have the drive, you have to check in, check in with yourself. And I think the best way to to paint this picture is to use an example going back to the bank of when I was at the bank. I had the drive to secure loans. I could secure anything from a $2,000 loan to push me over the edge of my goal to a six-figure HELOC. I could work my butt off when it came to getting loans. I had the drive for it. But if I'm honest, I didn't have the passion for it. But it was a job. Thank God I was an essential worker during the pandemic because I had a, a job the entire time. And I learned a lot about the financial industry. But... Just because I had the drive for it doesn't mean I had the passion for it. And what I realized is that I was passionate about the character in Empty Banks. The character's name is Jahira. The the like the synopsis is sick. When you read it, you like, dang, this joint is sick, you know. And I was passionate even about like her 
her backstory and things. But I wasn't passionate about the actual project. So you have to check for passion. God will never lead you into something purposeful without passion being there. Now, I'm not saying everything God tells us to do is going to be super fun and we're going to be super excited about it. But typically it's tied to something that we're passionate about. I'm passionate about YA. So which is young adult, you know, young adult novels. So if I if I'm not passionate about this, why? And so I realized that being passionate about the character wasn't enough because I can always take the character with me and put her in a different story. I could put her in battles of love, storms of love, too. You see what I'm saying? So it's just very interesting that that was something that God told me to pay attention to. So you want to check your motives. You want to check, like, am I just writing this because I feel like I got to write? Which actually leads me to point number three. Listen, being in rhythm doesn't mean you're in alignment. Being in rhythm doesn't mean you're in alignment. What I mean by that is when you're in rhythm, but you're thinking more about the business side of publishing, you're thinking about what agent will love this project when I'm done, what publisher would sign this project when I'm done, what what person would would read it, even if you're thinking about the readers to the point where you're not even really feeling the passion of the writing, but you're thinking about how it's going to be read, how many people are going to buy it. When you start to go there, if I'm honest, you're out of alignment. Okay. When I was writing Storms of Love, I didn't think about the publishing industry. I didn't think about who I was going to query. I was set to self-publish. I was like already like moving on, minding my business and drinking my water and keeping my edges laid. I was like really my, like straight up, like not even like thinking about the industry. It wasn't until, and I finished October 1st. It wasn't until three months later in December, well, two months later in December that I started to even query Storms of Love. So it was like, I wasn't even thinking about them. But one of the agents who is a dream agent for me, she's a woman of color. She's at one of the top agencies in the world. One of my favorite agencies that I used to query all the time. Um, she read Storms of Love. She eventually passed, but she was like, please query me again. And she loved it. And if I'm honest, I was thinking about, I had even told her about it when I DM'd her thanking her for reading my book and all of the feedback she gave me. I'd even told her like, I have a YA I'm working on. And if I'm honest, when I was working on Empty Banks, I kept thinking about where we fit on the shelves, um, the agents I could send it to, how many agents were looking. I know there was one agent who was looking for a young adult book with a, a teen entrepreneur. And all of my books have entrepreneurship in them. Every last from adult to teen, my middle grade book, Jazzy Drury, all of my books have entrepreneurship in them. And so I was thinking about everything but the passion for the project. You do not want to be out of alignment. So again, you might have a good rhythm going like I had a good rhythm going with this book. But that, does, that didn't mean I was in alignment with my assignment. I'm big on being in alignment with God from everything from your hobbies to who you spend time with, who you talk to, what you're working on, what you're writing. I'm just really big on like making sure I'm in alignment. And sometimes we can confuse rhythm with alignment and that's not so. Uh, you can be beaten to the, you could be not beating, I'm sorry. You could be moving to the beat of somebody else's drum. 
calm, somebody else's rhythm. And so if you're moving to the rhythm of the publishing industry, you're moving to the rhythm of everything but the assignment or the anointing or the passion that you feel for the project God did give you, then you need to back away. You need to back away. All right, so let's recap. Three ways to know when it's time to show for project. If you know it's a good idea, but you aren't sure if it's a God idea, go to God about the project and ask him what to do. And do not be afraid to let go. Do not be afraid to start over or whatever it is he tells you because you want his his touch to be on what you're working on. Especially as we are in the days where there are going to be many people who rise up to uh, take to pick up their, you know, the torch for their assignment when it comes to these seven mountains. And like I said, one of the seven mountains for my writers out there who are listening is the mountain of celebration, which is the mountain that has arts, sports, entertainment, uh, music, all of that falls under this. And so we don't have time to be working on things that will not bring healing, light and encouragement to the world because we're in some dark days. Okay. Number two, if you don't, make sure you check for passion, okay? Don't confuse drive with passion. If you don't have the passion, but you have the drive, you need to check in with yourself and make sure your motives are pure. Lastly, when you're in rhythm, okay, but you're thinking more about the business, you might be out of alignment. So don't confuse being in rhythm with being in alignment. Again, you could be moving to the beat of somebody else's drum. When I was writing Empty Banks, I was moving to the beat of the industry's drum. Who would love this YA project? Who would adore this YA project? Oh, the agent. I know she'll love it. Boom, boom, boom. Because she, the one who eventually passed on Storms of Love, she wants all things black love. Okay. And so... I hope these tips really help you because it's so important for you to make sure your writing career, you got to remember this podcast is for all writers, but I'm a Christian writer. And so I'm encouraging Christian writers out there. Uh, You have to make sure that your, you have to make sure that what you're doing is going to be blessed by God. You want his touch on it. You want to make sure that you are flowing with him because when he touches it, you don't have to worry about marketing. I'm not saying don't market because God does not call us to be lazy. But when he puts his hand on it, when he breathes on your project, when he breathes on what you're doing, it goes further, faster, farther, faster, rather, uh, than if you were doing it and doing something that he didn't bless. So keep in mind when you're working on a project. This is why I don't start nothing without praying. This was probably the one time that I actually like gathered an idea. And that's because, you know, in 2020, I was we was praying that we wouldn't die. You know, I'm at the bank every day praying that I I, I won't take COVID home to the three elderly people I live with. You know what I'm saying? So we had bigger prayers to pray. I didn't have time to be praying about no book idea. I was like, God, look, I'm trying to live, you know. (laughs) And so, you know, but this is why. For those who wonder why I'm so serious about Christ and why I'm always talking about Christ and people who wonder, is it that deep? Do I got to pray about everything? Now, we ain't got to sit here 
and be petty and you praying about using Colgate or Crest, just buy toothpaste. I mean, it could go down to that if you find that your gums are sensitive and God may tell you, oh, use Sensodyne. Okay, yeah. But I'm not sitting here being petty, like saying you got to pray about every little detail. But hey, for some of us, look, I went through too much hell growing up in North Philly. I'm cool with praying about every little thing. Again, no, I don't pray about my toothpaste. But when it comes to, listen, writing a book that's 60 to 70,000 words is no easy feat. So I don't want to write nothing that God is not going to bless. I need to write the 70,000, 80,000 word book that's going to penetrate the audience that he has assigned to me. Right. And so I don't have time to be writing something that he, you know, that's not going to really do well because he didn't give me that idea. You know what I mean? So, yeah, thank you again, guys. It's been a great two seasons with the Maya K show. As I stated, I believe I will be pivoting with one of my dear uh, colleagues in this business. We're both coaches. We both taught in Korea. It was just funny. That's how we met. We taught in Korea. We taught English in South Korea. So uh, I won't be holding down to podcasts. You will be able to hear the same joy, the same great tips, the same wisdom, maybe even some interviews, but you'll get it twice um my my girl is she's amazing uh this colleague of mine she is very wise uh we both have had great features she's been mentioned in the new york times she's a awesome author we both are just really passionate about this industry and what's so lovely about it is she's nonfiction and i'm fiction and i think that's what's going to bring this 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 podcast to life so subscribe Make sure you check out the details of this episode. Subscribe to my uh, newsletter so you don't miss an update for when the new podcast will, you know, premiere. We'll be doing things like there'll be certain things you can do before it comes out. The first episode drops like, you know, uh, signing up for the newsletter for the podcast. You'll be able to, uh, excuse me, follow us on, you know, social media We're I'm building the website now. But those things will come by the end of June. But the best way is to stay tuned. And so, yes, Storms of Love actually will be out at the end of June. Uh, I have selected a date. I don't want to announce the date yet. I want to make sure that my publisher has everything uh, set to go. Uh, but follow me on Instagram at Writer Maya. Follow the movement at Girls Anthem LLC. And make sure you sign up for my Writer Maya newsletter. I have, um, well, it's the same. Uh, if you go to writermaya.com or girlsanthem.biz, Either one, you'll sign up for the newsletter and you'll get two free books. My first two books, one was a novella, is a novella called Butterfly Faith, and the other is a book of short stories called Speechless. Uh, so you get a taste of my writing before you buy. Don't forget, love to the B power, love to the baby power. Fumbled your heart and a star-studded love. My most recent romance releases that came out on Mother's Day are all available on Kindle Unlimited now. Your girl went the Kindle Unlimited route. So if you were struggling with that $7.99 price point, you can now get it on Kindle Unlimited. It's also available in paperback, all but love to the baby power. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys join me on the next journey. Keep listening to these two seasons. Don't forget the Gold Files podcast. My first podcast is still out there in the world. And you can go and listen to those. Um, eventually, all of these things will be taken down. And I will be keeping them for uh, the app that I'm going to create in the future. So get them while you can. I'll catch you guys on the gram.